God's tabernacle precept family church influences your God's tabernacle precept family church fulfills your calling for this season. God's tabernacle precept family church has all the resources to meet the community's needs. We receive God's favor and man's favor. We have compassion and care for the needy. Constant prayer is our lifestyle. We bear much fruit. We are givers. We heartily worship God with our possessions. Christ's redemptive purpose is accomplished in seven. We see a thousand churches established in our lifetime. Sudden, the Lord God is your God. You belong to God. I seek you the evangelic in Jesus' name. Amen. Father, we thank you that even as we study your word tonight, you minister to us by your spirit. Make it known to your children that I'm not trusting in my own human intellect, but I'm depending upon you, Spirit of God, to speak forth the word with power and with anointing. And Lord, I promise to give you all the praise, the glory, and the honor for all that you will do and accomplish through your word this day. In Jesus' name. And everybody say, Amen. Shake the hand of somebody next to you. Tell them. bless you. Now, I want us to turn our Bibles to Mark chapter 9, and we're going to start reading from verse 14. Now, one of the scriptures that we read this morning was that Jesus went to the mountain to pray, and continued to pray and Jesus used to go to the desolate place to uh, pray he would be separated going to the desolate place and he would pray there spend some time in prayer uh, with the father and so in chapter 9 from verse 2, we see that he went, he took his three disciples, Peter, James, and John, and went to the mountain to pray. And when he was there, he was transfigured. You know, that the glory of God came. You know, and, uh, you know, we know the story what happened, you know, a cloud overshadowed them, and a voice spoke, this is my beloved son, listen to me, you know, this is my beloved son, listen to me, and so he had a good, rich fellowship with God. Jesus said that I do nothing except I see the Father does it. I say nothing until and except or unless I see, I hear my Father saying it. And so you can see that there was a constant fellowship with the Father. You know, 
so much unto God the Father. Uh, though he was God, he relied. You know, the Bible tells us that when he came down, he laid aside his godliness. He took the form of a flesh and he became as a human being. And so, he had to rely on the Father. He had to rely on God. God, you're the one who will help me. Holy Spirit, you're the one who will guide me and so forth. Now, that is why he did not do any miracle. There is no miracle that is recorded in the Bible before he was baptized uh, by John the Baptist. And what happened when he was baptized? After he was baptized, the Holy Spirit descended upon him. Yeah. And in both Mark chapter, I mean Matthew chapter 4, verse 1, and Luke chapter 4, verse 1, we read that he was led by the Holy Spirit into the wilderness, you know, to be tempted by the devil. So from then on, we see the guidance of the Holy Spirit in his life, leading him guiding him, directing his path. And so, he relied so much on the Holy Spirit to guide him and to lead him in the path that he should go. So, this must be a lesson to us that we should be led by the Holy Spirit. And that we should follow the guidance of the Holy Spirit, uh, that our success depends on our obedience to the Holy Spirit. Uh, and our reliance on the Holy Spirit, that brings success. You see, God has a plan about every one of us. And it's a good plan. Uh, it's not a plan that will destroy us but it's a plan that will give us victory, a plan that will elevate us, a plan that will take us to higher heights. And so we need to learn to follow his guidance in our life, uh, that I follow him. And as, as, we, as we follow his guidance, he will direct us that, I want you to go this way. I want you to do this. I want you to, uh, you know, this to happen to you. And so we'll find ourselves leading a successful life. Now, the Bible tells us in Timothy, is it the first, or first Timothy chapter 2, Paul says that I pray above all, things that prayer and supplication be made for all men and for all those that are in authority. And he says that when prayers are made, listen to what he says. He says that we may all live a peaceful life. First of all, I then, then I ask that supplication, prayers, intercession, thanksgiving be made for all people. King 
kings and all who are in in high positions that we may live a peaceful and quiet life. So what I want to say is godly and dignified in every way. Now, a peaceful and a quiet life, godly and dignified in every way, will only come when and after prayer has been made. Now, why does that happen? It happens because uh, in prayer we are connecting with the Father. Yeah, and so we are getting his mind. We are getting his direction. We are getting his leading. And so when we do that, that will translate into a peaceful and quiet life, you know, godly and dignified in every way. Uh, so that will be uh, a, a life, a life of prayer will always produce that in our life. And so uh, Jesus loved to pray. That is why he was so successful. That is why he did miracles. That is why the anointing of God was upon him, because he always consulted with the Father. A prayerless life is a powerless life. It does not matter how we can try to justify it. If we don't grow in prayer, we will be powerless. We will lead lives that are, that are fleshly, that are, uh, what's the way? That are carnal. Yeah. If we don't pray, we will lead lives that are carnal. You see, but if we pray, our spirit will be strong and our spirit will be able to control the flesh. Now the Bible also tells us in Galatians chapter 5 that walk in the spirit and what will happen when you walk in the spirit? You, you shall not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. You know, if I walk in the spirit, I will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. I, I will not be carnal if I walk in the spirit. Now, walk in the spirit means what? Walk in the spirit cannot happen if I don't pray. Now, I wish there was a magic something that happens that will get us to walk in the spirit. But unfortunately, there is no magic something. The only way to do it is through prayer. Prayer is, it shows dependence upon God. You're saying, I'm depending upon you. And, and that is why when you come in prayer, you know, when, when, when you open up, He 
correct you. Yeah. Uh, the way you are talking to people is not right. You need to change. Yeah. You don't need somebody to come and shout at you and you need to. No, you. When you are in prayer, God will talk to you. Yeah. God will show you. you know, but the way you spoke to that person was not right. You know, you need to go and apologize. God will do that. That's a godly life that we're talking about. Yeah, we will lead a godly life. Now, the reason why you know, there is carnality, the reason why you, know, the, uh, uh, you find a Christian arena, a kibuledisi, so and so, is because we are prayerless people. Uh, if we pray, our prayers are mechanical. There is no life in our prayers. You understand? Yeah. The prayer of God, God will change us. There is no way that I, I, I cannot speak to you while I am a prayerful person. It is impossible. Yeah. There is no way that I can I can do what? Degrade you. You know, always pull you down. Always, you know, eh, 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 uh, say negative things about you. If I am a prayerful uh, person, there is no way. Yeah. But if I am a prayerful person, you know, God will always speak to me that, you know, don't, don't say that. That is not how you treat that that is not how you deal with that situation. God will always do that. Are you with me? And so, uh, prayer is important. It's critical. Yeah. It will not only get us results to the things that we are asking God for, but it will also change us. You know, God is more interested in your character more than in your uh, your uh, your comfort. One, two. Is this mic still working? Yeah. God is more interested in your character more than in your comfort. Yeah. So he will discomfort you in order to get your character right. Uh, humble you. In order to get your character right, that you need to be right in this area. And so that's one thing beautiful about prayer. Yeah, that's one thing beautiful about prayer. And so uh, you know, there is a story that Jesus tells. He says a man comes into the temple present his gift unto God. And then uh, he says, if you come uh, while you are about to offer your gift, you remember, I have an oath against my brother. He says, leave your gift there. Don't go ahead and and, and, and uh, you know uh, uh, and present it because it won't be accepted. 
it will be a fruitless exercise. Say, so leave it there. That's a loan. You might not come back loan. <laughs> leave it there. Says, <laughs> so leave it there. And do what? Go and make right. Make right uh, first with a person. And when you have made right, you come back. And now what do you do? You present it unto God. And when you present it unto God, it will be accepted. Why? Because it is from a life that is right. Look here. Uh, heaven belongs to God. We don't have a right or a, a you know, we can't say ah na na kito bulela modi modi. I say kita wa kito re one two three ah na kito zen. Ah, yeah, it's God. We get there by the standard of God. And if this, what we're talking about tonight, is a standard of God, then if I don't do that, I should forget about getting to heaven. Are you with me? Yeah. And so, uh, so Jesus loved to pray. He loved to be committed to he loved being, you know, uh, uh, getting his strength, his, his power from the Father. He would come back and full of power, full of the anointing, full of the grace. You know, and miracles would just happen. The anointing would flow. Now, if you want the anointing flow in your life, in all areas of your life, then the channel must be clean. It should not be contaminated. And these things, the issues of the heart, the issues, the attitude, it's what most of the time contaminates the channel that the power cannot move. And so that is why we need to make sure that, you know, the channel, uh, it's right. I am flowing right. Uh, the Holy Spirit can flow through me. And so, he loved to pray. He loved spending time uh, with God. Now, while Jesus was up there and there was transfiguration, you know, Moses appeared, and, uh, you know, Elijah appeared, and Peter said that we better build three hearts here. Here, you know, one for you, Jesus, one for Moses, one for Elijah. You know, Jesus says, No, we can't. So, while that was happening up the mountain, down the mountain, there was an issue, and that's what I want us to be looking at. Hallelujah! Have you found Mark chapter 9? And so, verse 14. And when they came to the disciples, so they left some of the disciples downstairs. 
when they came to the disciples, they saw a great crowd around them, around the disciples, and scribes arguing with them, with their disciples. And immediately all the crowd, when they saw him, were greatly amazed and ran up to him, up to Jesus, and greeted him. And he asked them, what are you arguing about with them? What's the matter here? What's the, all this commotion? And verse 17, and someone from the crowd answered him, Teacher, I brought my son to you, for he has a spirit that makes him mute. And whenever it seizes him, it throws him down. And he foams and grinds his teeth and becomes rigid. So I asked your disciples to cast it out, and they were not able. And he answered them, Oh, faithless generation, how long am I to be with you? How long am I to bear with you? Bring him to me. And they brought the boy to him. And when the spirit saw him, you see, the spirit can see. When the spirit saw Jesus, what happened? Immediately, it convulsed the boy. And he fell on the ground and rolled about, foaming at the mouth. And Jesus asked his father, how long has this been happening to him? And he said, Verse 22. And it has often cast him into fire and into water to destroy him. But if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. Now, I like the response of Jesus in verse 23. What did he say? And Jesus said to him, What? Now put that exclamation mark. How do you, how do you, how do you uh, say it out? That statement. Eh? If you can. If you can.
Omakar. Omakatsuike. What surprises him? Eh? Eh? Ability. Jesus is doubting. So, but the response of Jesus, I want us to get to the response of Jesus. Sansorika. Now, here, here is the thing. Jesus is speaking to him. And then he's saying, are you really saying if I can? You understand? Yeah. Are you really saying if I can? Then he says, all things are possible for one who believes. So it's not a matter of my ability. It's a matter of your belief. Are you seeing this? Yeah. So, he said, are you saying, if I can? No, you shouldn't be saying, if I can. Because it's obvious I can. Yeah, I can. Yeah. But the issue here, the critical issue here is all things are possible for one who believes. So what we see here is this, that uh, God has all the ability. There is nothing impossible with God. But now, all things are possible if only we can believe God for them. Eh? The message translation says what? If. There are no ifs. Do you have the message translation? Let's put it uh, up there. You know, the message translation. That's why I love message translation. You know, message translation was... Uh, written uh, by a great theologian. You know, so it might look like it's a loose language, but he's bringing the meaning behind, behind that, you know, that uh, we can... Eugene Peterson was a great theologian. He passed on about two years back, I think, or so. You know, but he was a great theologian, Hebrew and Greek. Uh, that's what he mastered. And so, uh, the message translation comes this. Jesus said, if there are no ifs among believers. <laughs> eh? He said, if you can, yeah. ifs, there are no ifs among believers. Anything can happen. If you believe, it will happen. So, we believe. Now, I want us to, I'm, 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 I'm sharing along these lines to help us to be in the right, number one, heart attitude as we go into prayer. Because our whole week of prayer will be a wasted moment. If 
we are not right, number one. And then number two, if we don't believe, if we cannot believe God for the things that we'll be praying for, if I don't believe, I won't see the things that I'm asking happening. Are you with me? And so this message is about, it's a preparation to tomorrow's time of fasting and praying uh, that we want, I, I mean, they can have a delivered to me. Eh? To be wasted. Eh? Replace a little. Replace a little. And I cry, you don't get results. Losing income in the process. Five days income, losing it, only to waste that time. Eh? Yeah. So we need to make sure that it's a it's a fruitful time of prayer. I don't like engaging myself and think that I that won't give results. So if we are getting into prayer, yeah, let it be an impactful time. Let it be a time we will see results. Yeah, that our time of prayer has been effective. And so Jesus says, if you can, all things are possible to them that believe. Yeah, so when we believe, Things are possible for us. All things are possible for one who believes. Do you have anyone who believes in here? We believe, right? So all things are possible for the one who believes. And verse 24, immediately the father of the child cried out and said, I believe. Help my unbelief. And when Jesus saw that a crowd came running together, he rebuked the unclean spirit, saying to it, You mute and deaf spirit, I command you, come out of him and never enter him again. And after crying out and convulsing him terribly, it came out, and the boy was like a corpse, so that most of them said, he's dead. But Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him up, and he arose. Now, and when he had entered the house, his disciples asked him privately, why could we not cast it out? And he said to them, this kind cannot be driven out by anything but prayer. The 
Old King James says, but by prayer and fasting. Now, the reason why fasting is not there in the uh, recent Bibles is because fasting was not there in the original. So somebody just added it in. You know, in King James, uh, unfortunately, uh, it's basing its translation on those manuscripts. So, uh, so, uh, but what was there was this text that when when the disciples asked him and said, "Why couldn't we cast out it out?" and then he said that, "Look at uh, what he says. You know, put up the scripture again." And he said unto them, This kind, eh? this kind can comfort. Is this, is this, this, is, this is King James. Eh? This kind can comfort by nothing but by prayer and fasting. Okay, go back to the ESV. Yeah. So we have dealt with the fasting part of it uh, there. And he said to them, This kind cannot be driven out by anything but prayer. So, what is Jesus saying? Jesus is saying here that the power will operate by prayer, that there are issues that cannot be resolved except we until we engage ourselves in prayer. Now, whoever was copying uh, the, the, from the original manuscript, probably he thought that, you know, when we pray, uh, we spend time in prayer and so you find that we don't even have time for eating so we are fasting so probably he then inserted there by prayer and fasting yeah. and so what I'm saying that the fact that it's not there does not mean that fasting is not necessary otherwise Jesus would not have taught us to fast yeah, it is necessary but like, I, like we said this morning, that if you fast and you don't pray, what will happen? You're just dieting. You're on a, a diet something. Slim diet. You're on, you're on that slim diet. It has no spiritual significance at all. What makes it significant? It's prayer. God does not answer fasting. He answers prayer. So, we fast because we want to have time with God. Not because we want... No, we just want to have time with God. Yeah. And uh, we 
we fast because we want to spend time. Yeah. We just, without any disturbances, spend time in the presence of God. You know, and, and we pray. So, fasting without prayer is fruitless. So as we fast uh, throughout this week, prayer is critical. Otherwise, uh, otherwise our fasting is useless. Yeah. So we need to make sure that we are in prayer. We are praying. Yeah. We, 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 we spend, we'll be here tomorrow morning, 10 o'clock. We pray from 10 until 2 o'clock. You know, basking in the presence of God. Now, somebody say, oh, but Pastor, I'm not used to praying so long. Well, it's always the first time. Yeah. Everything that we do, there was always the first time. Yeah. So, you will learn endurance in prayer by praying. I wish I could lay my hands upon you and then you'll be able to pray for hours. I wish, uh, but there's no, I can't do that. You know, it will be empty hands on empty heads. You know. <laughs> so uh, we can't do that. Yeah. So, but uh, the only way to learn endurance in prayer, spending time in prayer, is by being in a prayer. Praying yourself. So, that's how we develop that. And so, uh, Jesus said, this kind does not come out except by prayer. So, meaning that uh, there are some things that cannot and will not be solved in our lives until we pray. There are spiritual things uh, that are out there that will be dealt with by prayer. So we need to be in prayer. We need to be people that pray, that praise, people that are committed to our prayer time, to spend time with God. And one thing good about it is that when you are there, you know, God will work with you in your own pace, will grow you in your own pace. Yeah. And you will find yourself, wow, I am better in my prayer life. You know, I, I pray more, I pray more effective. You know, I am able, I have grown in my prayer life. Life, God will do that. Yeah. Now, should you be engaged maybe at work or so on, you can't be here during that time. Uh, find time while you're at work, during your lunch time and so forth. Separate yourself, you know, and and go to be in in prayer. If maybe uh, you're, you're, you're not sharing an office with someone, you're just alone in your office. During lunchtime, lock yourself up and pray. And now when you're in your office, 
Don't pray that everybody would know. Don't draw attention to self. Are you with me? Yeah. But uh, quietly spend time pray. You know, uh, spend time with God. Pray in there. You know, during that time, you can also log in. You know, on Facebook or YouTube. We will be praying if maybe it's during your lunch time. We will still be praying uh, during that time. So log in and follow, follow our prayers. Now, uh, when you pray with with others, the fire is more. You encourage more. It becomes easier for you to flow in prayer. And so. And when you knock off, you come here. You come to your, go to your campus uh, in the evening. You pray from 6 to 7 you know, or to half past 7. We take, we pray from eh, half past 7, you know, from 6 to half past 7, spending time. So go, go, we are starting at half past 5, you know, and so, uh, so we, we, you know, we pray. You, you go to your campus and you pray during that time. Pray, pray, pray with the people. Yeah. And I'm telling you that you will gain more spiritually. Yeah. So there are things that won't be solved in your life without prayer. Actually, looks like everything in our lives is being sorted out by prayer. So if we can grow this area of prayer, we, we grow it, yeah, we will be solving maybe 80% of our problems. Yeah, we will be solving them by just in prayer, just spending time in the presence of God. God will be ministering unto us. You know. So this kind cannot be driven out by anything but prayer. You know. It's prayer that will drive out these things. It's prayer that will deal with issues in our lives. So may we be people of prayer. May we be people that are committed to God in prayer. Fellowship. Let, Let prayer be something that we love. We love. We love prayer. We love spending time with God. We love a you know, fellowshipping with God in prayer. Let it be something that we treasure in our lives. <clears throat> and God will be there for us. Amen? Amen? So, our time of prayer is from tomorrow. It's going to be great. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be fruitful. It's going to be a time that 
uh, will look back and say, oh, I am glad that I had that time with God. Amen? Amen. Praise God. Are we ready for prayer? Amen. Praise God. Let's say this together. Father God, I thank you for helping me to pray, to love to pray. I thank you, God. You're helping me to be committed to you in my prayer life. In Jesus' name. Thank you, God, that you are my God. You'll never leave me. You'll never forsake me. But you are there for me all the time. 